the weirdest thing about the the experience was that um I had so Smalls had kind of built up this this woman, this girl to be like really amazing and I kind of bought into it. I think that that was kind of what it was. Like I kind of bought into the hype and that's why I was like feeling accomplished if if I went on a date with her because I was like, "Oh wow, she's going to uh-huh. be amazing. It's going to be the most amazing date ever." And mm-hmm. It was like one of those things where it's like once you meet your idol or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't meet your heroes, right? Yeah. Don't meet your heroes because it was like a thing. It was really oh, yeah. one of those yeah. where I was like, "Wow, either because well, they're they're never going to be what you think they were. They're just going to be a normal person, like because uh, your imagination is better than any reality." Yeah, exactly. and that's what the seventy soul dinner brought out. It was like, oh, because I never went out with her again. That was like our lone date. That was like. Our lone mm-hmm. moments together. And it wasn't even really that good. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? Hold on. No, it wasn't. I actually feel bad now because I brought up some, I did something controversial and there was like no payoff. The payoff yeah. was me oh, feeling bad. Mm-hmm. Hey, sometimes you learn the hard way. It's all right. Yeah, well. Me too. I'm not trying to say it was exclusive to you. It, that was, it's a, it's a better story for, for that having happened. Well, I mean, Way I learned not to put her on a pedestal anymore. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's the end of that one. No, I like it. It reminds it's me of one. some things in my life. Like some women I've met that I thought were so great, and then you talk to them. And it's not that they're not so great anymore. It's just that they're not for you. And they're like, eh. In high school. Hmm. Who's like the most beautiful girl in high school? I can already guess. Oh yeah. And um, there was a guy talking to her, dating her, who was like the uh, he was a basketball player. He was like he was the kind of guy who who should have been dating her, but they broke up. And I was like, I, I saw my window, and I like, like I talked to her, and I was like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. ask her out, and uh, or I asked her for her phone number or something like that. Oh yeah. Mm. And uh, I was talking to like the hottest chick in school. Uh, all right. Um, Do we really? What, what, when was this? How old were we? We were in high school. Ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade, twelfth grade. Uh, uh, I don't did remember. You car, did you have a car yet? Oh, I don't. I don't remember. If I had a car, that wouldn't have been a draw for her because my car. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, that's not important though. Yeah, it's not. What, what's important though? What I was getting at is that mm. she was like the hottest chick in school, and mm. once I talked to her, though, we just didn't have anything in common. Yeah. And there was nothing we could talk about. We tried. And she was, like, really nice and everything. She was great. It's just, yeah. like, we just had nothing to talk about. I, dude, I, I think, yeah. I think that's an important life lesson, man. There was a couple of girls that I liked when I was in high school. And I don't I don't know why I fantasized or, like, um, put them on a pedestal or was like, oh, you know, I could go out this girl. But um, I asked out, it was always one of those things where I'd wait like the whole school year and then I'd like say, oh yeah, can I call you or something? There was one girl that I liked and I asked her out, like I asked her to like the homecoming dance. I didn't know if she was dating anybody at the time, but she was in my French class. I don't know. There's just something where I was like, oh, that, that girl in my French class, you know, she's really cute. I should ask her to go to homecoming. She ended up telling me that she was dating this guy. Like, so... She was in my French class, and after French class, our lockers were, like, on the same hallway. So I went up to her, and I was, like, trying to think of something to say. 
I could like break the ice. So my icebreaker was, uh, do you have a pencil I could borrow? She was like, um, yeah. So then she found the pencil and she, she handed it to me and I said, uh, by the way, do you want to go to the homecoming with me? And she said, uh, I'm already going with this dude. I was kind of like, oh, you're going with this dude. And what was weird was me and this girl definitely didn't have anything in common except for we both were in the same French class and I had a crush on her. But And you borrowed a pencil from her? I borrowed a pencil from her. High school, we had French club. It was like you ate French food, went to the French restaurant. What we did, we looked at yeah, magazines in we French. We would have had something like that if we would have had a French restaurant to go to. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember what ours was called. It was like uh, Chez Francois or something like that. So, so we all met at, yeah, um, of course. so we all met at the Cascade park or it's like a park in Illyria. She shows up with this guy she's going to homecoming with. They drive up and the engine is roaring. Lo and behold, he's driving a 300 ZX. No way. It's like a gold oh. 80s style 300 ZX. I'd like one of those. And he I'd opens like the hood and one he's, nice. he's showing off the engine to people and everybody's like, this guy's super cool. And the girl gets out. And it's like um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High music. Like, boom, bam, boom, bam, boom, bam, boom, bam, boom. And it's like the coolest moment in the world. Everything's going in slow motion. And I'm Sounds sitting cool. there, like, eating my uh, chocolate mousse or whatever. And I'm thinking, oh, man. Like, well, you had it okay then, too, right? I mean, things are going good for you, too. The chocolate mousse was good. But yeah. okay. the point is, is, I never got to find out. And... I think that what I learned was that you can't force that kind of stuff. Like either you're going to have a point to talk to him in the first place besides a pencil or yeah, the pencils kind of, it's not really going to work. Like, like if you're not like, I guess kind of looking back, like what I learned from the experience was that if we were meant to have conversations with one another, if we were meant to go out, it would have been easier. Like it wouldn't have been like a chore for me to, work up all this courage just to like like ask her a question ask her one question like be nervous and have my palms sweating and like oh i gotta come up with a good question like the pencil thing i gotta come up with a pencil thing mm-hmm. you know if it was really i think that's happen. most guys coming of age story though like because if you don't have an organic reason to talk to them then you have no reason to talk to them and it sucks if you're basically not talking to any girls at all because then you have to make up reasons to talk to them. And it typically ends like any of my stories or that story or the story Dylan just told. You just realize that once you fake your way into talking to them, you don't have anything to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, man. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, like, well, what happened to the Brady Bunch? You told me you want to talk about them. So, what's the story? The Brady Bunch? Talk about the Brady Bunch. No, Gilligan's Island. Oh, that's... Did you guys ever watch that that episode or that show, Gilligan's Island? The... Well, the guy that wrote the Brady Bunch also sure, wrote Gilligan's Brady Island. Bunch. What did you want to talk about the Gilligan's Island then? Well, I I don't know. I, I wanted to talk about it because I thought it was like kind of a fun show, like a weird show. I'm trying to remember the theme song. I was going to sing it. Boom, yeah. Boom, Just boom, sit right boom, back boom, and you hear a yeah. tale, tale of faithful <laughs> ship that started on this tropic port aboard this time ship. The first mate was you a sailor man. Skipper Why don't and TV shows have themes like that anymore, you know? Like narrative stories. They should have narrative do, stories. Do, 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 do. <laughs> That's pretty good. Because right, because that you need to know to do an episode. You well, have yeah. all the backstory right there in the theme song. Yeah. Oh. 
Exactly. So you can't just show up to an episode where there's people stuck on an island and not mm-hmm. say how exactly they got there. So yeah, yeah. in a minute they Could tell the whole a four story. Hour tour. Mm, yeah, they just swam there. Who knows? Yeah, it's pretty great, and it brings you back too. If even if you're a super fan, you're watching yeah. every episode. It, it gets you in the mood. It does, dude. You know what? Really, uh, Cheers. When I hear the Cheers uh, theme song, yeah. like I'm ready for an episode of Cheers. <laughs> like it's, it's just so it just sets the mood, man. Do yeah, you know... Cheers. That song. Um, there, there's there would be some interesting music trivia there because that song, if you listen, if you look up the words, the actual words, mm-hmm. it gets really dark and weird. Oh, you mean beyond the the snippet they use for the. Yeah, the yeah. The snippet song. they use is perfect, and it exactly like what you're saying. It puts oh. you in a perfect mood for that show. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's a weird. It takes kind of a dark turn after that. Yeah. It does. I feel like, like isn't it like, like a... um, your husband wants to be a girl is one of them. Yeah, there's like a weird transgender type of in the world. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. It's not what you would think. So they didn't have that character in Cheers. Norm wasn't wearing a dress, you know, thing? Or... Not on camera, yeah. at least. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it could have been. Who knows what he was doing? It's, yeah, it's private life. It's his business. Did you guys ever watch Frasier? Did you ever transition yep. from Cheers to Frasier? Yeah, everyone watched Frasier. Not Everybody. as good as Cheers, yeah. I don't think Frasier is as good as Cheers, but I think since the writing is similar, they have similar writers. That there's... Lilith was back. I always like Lilith. Yeah, Lilith was good. I really like the song of it, though. The Toss Salad and Scrambled Eggs, sung, sung by Kelsey Grammer. Didn't Frazier create... Yeah, I was going to say, he actually sung that. Yeah, song. yeah. Sung the song, sang the song. He was the singer. But I, I don't know, know what sing. to do with those Toss Salads and Scrambled Eggs. I don't like the transition, the setting from Boston to Seattle, though. How do they explain that away? What, what, well, apparently he was originally from that? Seattle. People move. People move. <laughs> Well, he was, he was from move. Seattle, but then he moved to Boston. Because <laughs> that's good enough. Yeah. But, dude, you know, it makes sense, like, if you think about it. I mean, you moved to, from one coast to yeah, the other. So, I mean, I think Frazier, I mean, I think, I, in the, I think in one of them was, like, um, New Jersey to... I think that Frazier went to, like, Cambridge or yeah. Oxford or something like that yeah. in, the show, in the show Frazier. But I think he might have gone to Harvard in... The Cheers version, so that might have oh. put him in. That might have put him in the like in the area, and that's how he ended up in Boston. Was he had gone there as a student? Okay. What I think okay. is weird about that show so is how was did an he, old bar during. How did he what? Uh, well, I mean, he started going to the bar because he was going out with Diane, because Diane was his patient. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. But we, okay, so how did he meet Lilith? Is that, is the well, question. Lilith is uh, a psychiatrist as well. So they, okay. So they, so they that, met probably that's how they met. They met professionally. Thing. Yeah. Professional thing, yeah. Because I was sitting here reading the uh, Cheers lyric. <laughs> that song is really sad. How? What, what do you mean? How sad is it? Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. Yep. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Sounds Wouldn't good so you far. like to get away? I like it, yeah. Yeah, to a uh, bar where everyone nights. knows your name. So yeah, that part sounds good. Yeah, what happened after that, T? All those nights when you've got no lights, the check is in the mail. Sometimes you want to go, 
where everyone knows your name, and they're always glad you came. You want to be where you can see our troubles are all the same. You want to be there. Everybody knows your name. Roll out of bed. Mr. Coffee's dead. The morning's looking bright, and your shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write, and your husband wants to be a girl. Mm, okay. Be glad there's one place in the world where everybody knows your name. Hmm. Dun, 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 and that's, that's a lot. It's a lot more depressing, huh? It's kind of a bleaker. Was that the yeah. end? That's the end of the song, D. Everything else kind of yeah warps around to the um, third fiance. And what's the story with the cats? That's mm-hmm. a little. That's a little dark. Hmm. Well, I guess the implication is that they're not interested in you. Unless kind of the long and the short of it. Doesn't really matter. No, it doesn't matter the gender you necessarily. But why are you? I well, mean, that's the thing. If maybe it's because you're, you're going in, to the bar. All you, it doesn't matter why. Well, oh, it could be. Oh, you think it's a, it, it's a it's an indictment of your your the fact that you frequent Cheers? Possibly. Because why maybe else? It is. Maybe this author needs to turn the magnifying glass back on them. Maybe they need to look with their own habits. Maybe they've driven their husband slash whatever away due to the fact that they're always at the bar getting drunk with Dean, Diane, and Norman, everyone else. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess that's why they only had the uh, beginning part of it. Do you think that this was written specifically for uh, Cheers? I don't know. I thought it was, but maybe it's not. It's it's a song that was appropriated for this, this, this show. I mean, some theme songs, some show theme songs are written for the show, but some obviously just... Well, like Elegant Island, that was written for that, probably. <laughs> You're right. Bunch. <laughs> yeah. But then you know, we got, like, Friends. Then, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they appropriate a song. Yeah. Well, so, um, I mean, so, yeah, they can... The song can come from any number of places. I don't know, actually, if the... Uh, Cheers song was written for the show or if it was just a song that existed they they used so what's your favorite uh, TV theme song that was an appropriated song that was an appropriated song jeez I don't know that was an appropriated song that's a good question man I really like the Bosom Buddies um, by Billy Joel and I also like um, so they used uh, for Dave's World with Harry Anderson they used a Billy Joe song for that one as well. Both Billy Joe. Huh? Uh, I, I I kind of what was that? What was that? Um, Dave's World oh, song. My easily uh, Sopranos. You may be that wrong, is, but you may oh, be right. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that song, the right. Alabama Three song, or whatever. Oh they, yeah, they used for dude, Sopranos. That's was, good. I I think that might have been a best among the best appropriate songs. Yeah, it, it just works. Morning, got myself a gun. Yeah, yeah that one's really, really good. good. That's one of the few TV or. Er, show theme songs i have on my playlist it's good it just feels like the show i don't it, it feels like it was written for it but it wasn't i actually well, have the whole album thing. the alabama 3 album that that's on and yes yeah. is that a good album i like it i think it's really good mm-hmm. i mean that song like stands out because you've heard it a thousand times on the sopranos but the other songs are really good it's really weird because it's like a british group and yeah. they're like um like techno <laughs> the thing from tony soprano <laughs> and somehow yeah. they're able to capture the perfect feeling of driving along the new jersey turnpike that's interesting that reminds yeah. me of the the peaky blinders what is their theme song it's the brian jonestown massacre right oh is it really is that I the didn't... one you're talking about Small? oh no i, I was you ta- told me 
I, I was me, the Brian. Jo- I was talking about uh, Boardwalk Empire. Oh, that's, that's the, what it is. Yeah, it's the right. Brian Jones time massacre. That's really close as well. That has the exact. That's the exact same fit as the Sopranos. I'm guessing the people that picked that song were the at least inspired by the Sopranos pick and how well it fit. Yeah, Brian Jones time massacre fits perfectly into Boardwalk Empire. Like it is so good. Hmm. Oh, have so you, have, Peaky Blinders is Red Right Hands by Nick Cave and the yeah. Bad Seeds. And oh, it's I also, love that song, man. Maybe yeah. that's is that why what that it came is? up. I always think of um, Dumb and Dumber whenever I hear that song. Oh, I always think of it, the X-Files because that's where I first heard that song. It was in an X-Files episode. <laughs> so Jim Carrey is walking down the street. Harry, Jeff Daniels, gives him all the money. And he says, only get the necessities. Jim Carrey is walking down the street with uh, a case of beer, some pinwheels, and he's got this gigantic cowboy hat. You know, like a huge foam cowboy hat. Walking down the street. At least he got the beer, right? Take a little walk to the edge of town. So then it gets to the... And Jim Carrey puts his wallet inside the porn newspaper box and the little old lady comes by <laughs> and then and then he's like can you break a dollar and then he says like the elderly do serve a purpose and then um, she goes and she steals his wallet and all the beer because he leaves it on top mm-hmm. of that stand so that's what mm-hmm. i think of when i hear that red right hand song for some reason that's crazy that's you know that's a really good album though if you check that out nick cave and the bad is a good band yeah so when we were talking about the bowling green massacre um last week Batman blue were you guys thinking brian jonestown massacre when yeah. you said that would be a good it's hard not name? to hmm. i wasn't no because oh. d you said that would be a good band name and i, I re-listened i was like that's like the brian jonestown massacre <laughs> yeah well I mean, that's a joke name already, and we're talking about joke names for bands. Yeah. Smalls, have you ever gotten into Nick Cave and the Bad Seats? No. I don't know who they are. I only got one album, and it was based off that song. That one song is so good. I got, um, like, a Greatest Hits. Yeah, I got I got the album that that song is on, the uh, Red mm. Right Hand. Yeah. And it's a really good album. Red Right Hand. Hmm. Not for Take me. a little walk. <laughs> so as you're familiar because we just sang it a bunch of times. It before. It sounds good. It's really good. If Neo Toledo or Big Feet ever get back together, maybe we could cover that one. Oh, I would love to cover that song. There we need to get sort some of chimes, super though. group. There should be a super group combined of Neo Toledo and Big Feet. Bowling Green like, Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, su- I survived the Bowling Green Massacre. That's yeah. what our t-shirts would say. Oh, well, we'd Thanks. have to play Howard's Club Age. That would be, have to be our first gig. Oh, dude. Okay. That, that's Let's fine. make that happen. We can do that. Yeah, we probably could. Dude, do you think we could actually be a power trio? Might be a little tricky. Oh. Uh, usually it's power hard, trios man. are better at their stuff. than They have a better drummer. Oh, yeah, you're right. They probably have a better bass player, too. And a better singer. They probably have better everyone. We probably well, there's be very only good. three of them. I mean, they definitely need a better drummer and a better mm-hmm. bass player. Yeah, I'm not that good at bass, really. I'm really not very good at drums, and I'm getting worse by the time. Oh, yeah, you're right. I haven't. I jammed with, uh, uh, I guess we can't say this, but. Uh, <laughs> jammed with your the kids? Basement. Yeah, the, the kids. I jammed in the basement with the kids 
Man, that's some serious rust. Serious rust. I was trying to break out the Neo's Ludo tunes, and I was met with like eye rolls and like, "Are you serious?" So, are the kids better at music than you? Well, I just don't. I just don't know if they're just into into our songs. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know if the songs are great with just the bass alone. Yeah, okay. that's what I was trying to like. I was trying to guide her. I was like, "Well, this is what our drummer used to play." <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. And she is kind of like rolling her eyes again. Like, okay, it doesn't sound like what I listen to. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what mainstream bass players. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know what uh, Lady Gaga's bass players playing. Oh, did you guys see the Super Bowl halftime show? I did. I she really drums, liked. Right? I really liked that guitar that she had. Guitar yeah. was cool. You know what I liked better than the guitar was that that second they showed the keyboardist with like the the keyboard that went all all the way around him. It's like, like a three hundred sixty keyboard. Cool. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. What is that? That thing is awesome. Dude, what do you call that? Sweet. I don't know. He's not the first guy to play that, but it's still cool. Mm. That He's is like cool. in a. He's like in some sort of like endless. Well, how does he know where it starts and where it begins? It's like eighty-eight. You know, there are eighty-eight keys on the keyboard. You're right. But then, like infinity is like an eight. Hmm. Oh yeah, you're right. It's kind of like a loop. Yeah. yeah so it's like turning so those two eighty-eights and rotating them. So it's like infinity, infinity. Was there, yeah. are there two eighty-eight keys like bent to meet each other, or is there just one? Keyboard that's stretched all around them. Oh, dude. Yeah, dude, you're blowing my mind. I didn't really notice that that keyboard until after, but, uh, Mm. but dude. Yeah, they they only showed it for a second. I mean, they had to show Lady Gaga doing all her stunts. Yeah, she was doing some pretty sweet stunts, though. Yeah, dude. Don't you hate it, though? I mean, I watched that shit. Hate what? I hate it. That's not what that's not what music is, man. Well, no, but that's what it is. That's what a Super Bowl halftime show is. Eh, yeah, okay. That's a spe- <laughs> well, that's the, a spectacle. It, it doesn't really matter what the music is, as long as yeah. it's a, a big spectacle. I mean, as long as there's you know, like pyrotechnics and people like, running around like doing Lady stuff, Gaga. it doesn't. As long as it, that's music, eh? you I like Lady Gaga? Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah, I think I think it's I think it's listenable. I like it. I don't. I don't. I don't I don't listen a lot to her, but I liked the halftime show. In fact, I liked it a lot. I thought it was good. I don't know why. I thought it was better than some of the other recent shows. I mean, I knew all the songs, and I thought like the stuff she was doing was pretty cool. It seemed like she was actually gave a shit. She wasn't just there to cash a check. It seemed like she I had to pay to play, dude. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, it's changed. Did you know that, dude? She was the first person mm-hmm. to years pay ago. to play, huh? Uh, I don't think she was the first. How person much money did she pay? Sure, Beyonce had to play. To pay to play. Beyonce played what? Didn't we already talk about her? This is Z, right? So wait, what about what about all the um? She was in a Porsche 914. What has to pay for the stage? Like the wires that she jumps off the top of the stadium for, and the and the uh the 360 keyboard. Like who's paying for that? She makes your money back because Lady. Well, I don't know the details, but I know a couple years ago it switched because. Um, the you know the people putting on the the halftime show mm-hmm. the NFL probably was the noticing like league? the uh, the exposure and noticing how much mo- more money they were making afterwards mm-hmm. so they kind of built that in 
of the whole thing, and it's like, well, hey, you're gonna have to pay instead of us paying you. Well, if you're one this of those mega spectacle groups, being able to play the halftime show, right? Holwick, don't we want Weird Al to play? Weird Al should be. Yeah, dude, Weird Al playing would be awesome. Dude, I'd watch it. He, I mean, I don't know. He's got such yeah, a huge catalog. Probably, I'm not really that. sure how he would be able to choose. And Weird Al, so the thing dude, about Weird Al is that do. he changes costumes. Weird Al is custom made for that kind of thing. So I wonder how many, yeah. like, if he'd be able to pull off enough costume changes within the halftime show. Well, he'd have to do a couple of. A couple of Michael Jackson songs in a row, so he wouldn't have to change costumes. Well, so if he did that, I'm fat song. Like, you know that I'm fat, where he wears the fat suit. He could strip that off and yeah, have like other yeah, costumes yeah, below that, yeah, right? Yeah, you're right. Because because he could that the the fat song could be the I'm fat song <laughs> could be his his fake uh, that that could simulate his weight gain. Just the fact that his costume is wrong underneath. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we saw, well, we saw Weird Al a couple of times in in concert, and it was very impressive. Well, the way that he does it is he'll have Again, a song, a, but his band, his band is like able to switch between genres at a at the drop of a dime. Like, it's impressive. It's you wouldn't you wouldn't think they'd be able to do it, honestly. But I mean, he has pauses where they kind of reset, but. Uh, it's not enough to lose people's well, attention, I don't think. Well, he did that Al TV thing, and he's got like all these different little um, interview things that he does. Um, and then he'll show clips from like UHF or whatever. So it'll show like five minutes <laughs> yeah. on, a, on a big screen of something, of mm. him talking, and then he'll go off stage and he'll put on a fat suit or he'll put on a Jedi costume or Dare to be Stupid Devo costume. So, yeah, like he'll yeah, go off yeah. for a couple songs. Then he'll go and he'll leave the stage, and so it is. I mean, it's it's well, it seems seamless because you're watching a video in between the songs, and, but I don't think you could do that. Yeah, in but he'll transition between show. songs. No, he'll do a medley of like three or four songs, and then he'll do that transition. So he'll set up for the next three songs while he's backstage because he does have seamless like uh, transitions between songs. Yeah, it does. I mean, you're right. I mean, it would be something to see. Yeah, I know. Well, he's Super not Bowl. magic. He's not. He's not. Yeah, he's like God. He, he has to like figure out how to do this. I so, think if anybody could do it, then and it's he, and he plays like half of each song. So because everyone like, I guess it's a parody song. No one wants the whole two and a half minutes of. So <laughs> when you're when you're live, he has to kind of like cut these songs down to one minute worth of song. Really? No, I think he does full yeah. songs. I want to. I you yeah. think so. Yeah, I think I that. Kinda... No, because then I, this concert I, I, would be super short. I've seen I've seen her twice at Del Mar, and well, see, he'll do. He has like two different things that he does, though. He'll have polka punk or something, and then he'll do a bunch of punk songs. He'll do three minutes worth of punk songs in one song, and it'll just be like ten seconds of each one. But he also has like full parody songs that he'll do. Like he's not gonna just do one minute of of beat no, it. I know, of, but I think he cuts out like, like the that. third verse or something. Like he he trims them down just a hair. I don't know, man. Like when he's I don't on think stage. He does. <laughs> I mean, I think that he has a format where he does play full songs. He plays full songs, like full parodies. But he also will do like shorter like versions. Yeah. yeah, dude, because why else would you... Dude, well, I don't know, man. I've seen Weird Al like five times. I don't think I would have keep going to see him right, if he's playing half of a song. Yeah, I don't think I would. Well, well, here's the thing. like, Everyone has in their mind like 
a ton of Weird Al songs they really like and they really want to see. And he's trying to get to them all. Playing the hits. Yeah, he's trying to play the hits. Straight uh, to the hits. I don't know. Straight to the hits. Right to the hits. I, I well, I maybe I'm just mis misremembering. I'm not. I'm not trying to claim I'm right. I I, <laughs> I just thought he kind of shortened his songs just slightly. Maybe he to did. Get more in. Maybe so, kinda... maybe on some of them he did. But I mean, it's so he did. He did that Phantom Menace song, which was a parody of uh, American mm-hmm. Pie, and he's dressed up like a Jedi doing that. But then he also mm-hmm. did a. I don't think um, I ever saw that one. He did yeah. a parody of um, what's it called? Yoda. And so he's also dressed as a Jedi at that. So he could do those two songs back yeah. to back Whoa, and not have to change clothes. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, dude, yep. that'd be awesome for a halftime show. It's weird though. So I was trying to think, I've never consci- like I've never gone out to listen to Lady Gaga. And I was just thinking about all the people who have played halftime shows like in the last 10 years, who are all people that I wouldn't listen to at all, except for the fact that they were on that halftime show. I mean, the only, I think that the only band that maybe... The Who was on the halftime show That's what I was going to say. Recently. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The Who uh, was the who was recently. What? Well, within uh, the last ten years, 10 I think years The Who have been, and and but that yeah, that's like huh. the only band where I'll regularly oh, listen to The Who. They were good. Yeah. Yeah, probably was about ten years ago. Now think about it. Can't think of anybody else in the last ten years. Like I think Katy Perry was. Yes, we're good. Was there like two years ago or last year, and she had that mm-hmm. giant robot dinosaur or something? Oh yeah. I'm she not going the, out of my way to listen to Katy Perry. Uh, the dancing you know? the sharks. sharks. The dancing sharks. Yeah, Dylan's right on that one. There was like some dancing shark they hired that wasn't that. So if Weird Al did play the Super yeah, Bowl, the it would be like one of the people where I'd just be like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, I really got to see it. But it just, I, I don't know. I mean, Would you get goes, tickets to the Super Bowl to watch Weird Al play? If it was at Qualcomm. Well, at, if it was at Qualcomm, the Chargers are not going to play at Qualcomm. Well, maybe uh, maybe the new L.A. Stadium. If Weird Al is at the new L.A. Stadium. Yeah.